Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I married the Micro Machines guy. <laughs> Remember that guy who talked really fast? Yeah. <laughs> I made the joke before we started recording, because right before, we had some, some technical uh, difficulties prior to recording, so we needed some stuff to update, upload, and whatnot. So we took the time to Get play in a weeks of our us. new obsession, WWE 2K22's GM mode. Shout out to Battle the Brands and Up, Up, Down, Down, and all that jazz. And we are currently in a contentious section where every week we are trading first place back and forth. I'm in a financial crisis, but I'm managing it. Uh, so yeah, so we did that while we were waiting for the recorder. And we're coming up on a pay-per-view. And we're like, oh, this is ready now, so I guess we should record. And I literally was like, man, fuck you people. No, he's like, we better record fast so we can get back to it. That's why I... I started us off real hot. Yeah. Uh, it is September 22nd, 2022. If you're new here, uh, every single week we talk about our lives and we talk about the... Uh, the fact that we're two months away from having a six-year-old. Yep. And uh, uh. we've been living in a new house that has constant things to do for three months and we both work very, very busy, crazy jobs. And somehow in the middle of that, we uh, find, find the time, time to, watch, to watch movies from our massive movie collection that we can now actually see again. Yay! Our DVD towers are now up in our loft. Um, so all the movies have been alphabetized painstakingly. Shout out to our daughter for helping us organize. Yeah, she did great. She was really into it, too. It was like, she, good. She was really into it. Good, we're do like, more. Hey, we, yeah, we said, we're like, hey, we could stop. You know, like, you could go play. She's like, no, I'm okay. I'm doing this. Yeah. The where does this go? And I'm like in the teas, baby. Good, good girl. Because <laughs> she can read, so yeah. it, it was good. Our daughter is in the 99th percentile for reading and so is already almost at a fourth grade level. So you can suck my hairy beanbag if you're listening <laughs> no. to this, and you have a dumbass kid. Because <laughs> my kid's awesome. My kid helped somehow. Me, my kid helped me alphabetize my DVD collection, <laughs> and can read like she's ten already. There's a lot of things wrong with that sentence, but I'm going to let it go. Uh, cut to Samantha fucking up on the back of the box three times. <laughs> um, so that's been our lives as of late. Uh, I will be out of town next uh, in a couple days for work again. Um, uh, so some programming notes. Of course, we have the Halloween season coming up <sighs> hot and heavy. So we, you know, we pretty much have our full Halloween slate prepared. It's a largely family edition of our Halloween month. Well, yes. So we have Casper, and we're running through all the Addams Family movies. Uh, the nominated movie is supposed to be yours, because this movie I nominated, that we're finally watching today, 8th grade, because we're finally able to find it in the, the DVD collection. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were just lazy. Yes. And you also... Well, and also, our movies weren't out until two days ago, so I didn't think that I would be able to figure out movies to nominate. Sure. And you also were... Lucky enough. Uh, well, you unlucky also unlucky enough. Yeah, to continue to draw movies. So you've been driving the podcast for a little bit. I so run this. You podcast. acquiesced to me. I run this podcast and allowed me to pick the uh, the movie that we're going to be doing for Halloween, which we'll get to at the end of the podcast when I nominate them and you pick one. Uh, but you pointed out a couple weeks ago when we did forgetting Sarah Marshall mm. that uh, wouldn't this movie technically have a sequel? A, even in a spiritual sense. Well, and yeah, it's the same universe, we realized same characters. That we did. So uh, next week we'll be doing Get Him to the Greek, the the sequel, if you will, to Forgetting Sarah Marshall because of Russell Brand's Alba Snow character. So we're going to fit that in in our Wrap It Up series, as it's known. We Speaking technically shouldn't of, have watched right. 
Forgetting Sarah Marshall. On also, its own. also, we'll be watching that we totally forgot we had that we found unpacking. Uh, we found uh, the brave little toaster goes to Mars. I believe is what it was. Yeah. Uh, which is like a an even further shitty directed DVD version but of a movie we, we didn't even like. So we'll be doing that uh, several weeks down the, but ra- down the, down liked the road. Jillian liked it, and we won't have to watch it on YouTube this time. So I think it'll be good. Say, and we don't have to watch it with your mo- with my mother. That's also <laughs> a, a positive. Look. It's the holy triumvirate. No YouTube. <laughs> Jilly liked it. No mom. Um, besides that, we really haven't done much else uh, in terms of watching anything. By the time you hear this, I may um, have watched a movie out in theaters when I'm going off for said vacation because there's not much else for me to do in Stewart, Florida. So I may sneak out to the movies and, and check something out. Depends on how I'm feeling Sunday or Monday. Um, a movie that uh, you don't want to see. Also, we have our upcoming Fantasy Movie League draft uh, next week with a whole new crop of characters. So that'll be uh, exciting and fun. And uh, we tried to start watching Ozark again. We watched like two episodes and we stopped. Well, we just it, they're long. I forgot how long they're they long. are. Each episode is like an hour. They're and long. We've been doing GM mode. We've been doing other and, things. And and now's the time that all of our shows are coming back. Survivor, Survivor and Amazing, Amazing Race. Race. Uh, Hell's Kitchen is coming next week. Also I think. nailed it. Nailed and, it. Um, Floor's Lava's coming back. Yes, yeah, so, SNL's so coming back. We got a lot going on. Did you see here the first three uh, SNL hosts for the season? I think we've talked about no. it. No. Miles Teller. Okay. I'm gonna forget the other one now. Oh boy. It was somebody weird. I was like, you suck. Huh, interesting. No, no, no. You I know don't. the. Th- I know. Share I, news sh- with me that you don't even shut know. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. The third one is Megan The Stallion doing double duty. Uh huh. The middle one, it's like an older guy. I think. I got this. Hold on. I got this. It is. Fuck. I know this. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, God damn it. It is naturally that man himself. Brendan Gleeson? Brendan Gleeson. That's, that's who it is. I know. It's a that's weird one. That's weird. Well, because. I uh, thought Dominic Gleeson. You mean Domino Gleeson? Whatever. Dominic Gleeson is, is Domino Gleeson with a mask on. Um. <laughs> Uh, Brendan Gleeson's got the Banshees of Inisherin coming out, the new Martin McDonough movie. It's got rave reviews, so I'm assuming it's for that, unless he's in something else I don't know about. No, it is for that. Yeah, I'm shocked. There's no rock because of Black. And then Adam. you know who's the musical guest? Uh, first week is Kendrick Lamar, and then the second week is Willow. Willow, that's right. So that'll be a fun episode to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to give any context on why that's exciting to anybody because that's that's our thing. Aw, uh, you're so sweet. I'm not at all. Today's episode is a movie that I nominated uh, many moons ago that we finally got around to watching. It is Eighth Grade. Samantha, please go ahead and read the box. A flat out triumph. I were saying, sorry, I thought you were saying Eighth Grade. I was like, that is so wrong. Oh no, I... I didn't know there was a review on the front. There's a review yeah. here. An impossible to forget gift from the cinema gods, says Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. You didn't say five stars. Oh, do I have to? I'm sorry. Five I'm stars. Yeah. I didn't know that was part of the... Quote. It's in quotes. Well, okay, five stars. A new iconic teenage heroine for the ages. What? You thought I said heroin? I thought, no, I thought it's a teenager. Oh, no. It says Anne Hornaday, the Washington Post. 13-year-old Kayla endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban adolescence as she makes her way through the last week of middle school, the end of her thus far disastrous eighth grade year before she begins high school. Yes! Well done. No mistakes! <laughs> you just messed up saying the word mistakes! No mistakes! Always right! No mistakes! No mistakes! Um. So we are still tied up. Or, I'm sorry, I'm still winning 21 and you have 22. Okay. So, first of 25 loses. Yay. Okay. So I nominated this along with Booksmart because around the same time, these. Smaller, independent-style movies. Booksmart, I think, was like a wide release. By prominent names came out. And had you asked me at the time, and both were critically acclaimed, Mm -hmm. uh, both were snubbed for Academy Award nominations uh, that people thought they each deserved, and both got everybody excited for the future of each filmmaker. Um, But if you were to, like, put it down on paper from each film, like, who is going to flame out quicker or what like what is 
going to come of them, your assumption would be that this one, written and directed by Bo Burnham, who we will talk about ad nauseum here in a few minutes, would be the one you would pick. Not Olivia Wilde, who did Booksmart, who is now in the midst of one of the most chaotic and crazy... Yo, I was gonna ask ...fucking you. movie stories, like, in quite some time. Do you even know everything? I know. I've heard some of the things... So I'll, I'm gonna give you a, the Spark Notes version of it. So she's currently dating Harry Styles... Right, who's in the movie. And the reason he's in the movie is because... they're dating. Well, and also, originally it was going to be Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Harry Styles is in the movie. Vegetable Grillman, no. Um, Oh my God, I would see it. So, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis are going through a divorce, and she was like presenting either... She was either getting an award or presenting something prestigious, and she was served papers in the middle of it. And... Jason Sudeikis insists, like, he didn't know it was going to be happening. When it did, he would never do that. So he was kind of, like, the heel in the situation temporarily. Because she was, like, like really bothered by it. You could tell she had affected and then, her. And, and then he went on to be Ted Lasso. Well, no, no, no. He'd been Ted Lasso. Won the hearts of... No, he was... No, this was the seven a couple months ago. So. Oh. Um, well, no, so, so he had... All right, he was being Ted Lasso. So, um, so around this time, or it must have been way before this because the movie was basically done... Shia LaBeouf had his controversy as well, being accused of awful, awful things from his partner. So Olivia Wilde, you know, fired him, said she fired him from the movie. So there starts to be stories coming out about this movie and complications between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, specifically around how Florence Pugh was made to feel with Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles being in a relationship. So she hired Harry Styles and the rumor is that they were already sleeping together or were a couple prior to Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis um, getting a divorce. So she p- probably cheated on Jason Sudeikis with Harry Styles. So Florence Pugh's having an issue with this. Florence Pugh apparently was supposed to film a, it filmed a cameo for Ted Lasso, and that got scrapped because of all this. So then Shia LaBeouf, who's like trying to like come back, was on doing some podcasts and did a video and has fucking receipts in that he has a video from Olivia Wilde saying, like, hey, you know, it was for creative differences, right? And she framed it as, like, she still wanted him there, he wasn't fired, and she was blaming it on Florence Pugh. So then she had to, like, backtrack, and it's like, how the fuck do you make Shia LaBeouf look good? Then the movie is not very good. The movie's starting, it was potentially going to be an awards contender, right? It gets its premiere at either Venice or Toronto. I don't know which one it is. Chris Pine, who is innocent at all this, by all intents and purposes. Oh, Chris Pine. Is, like, sitting there for the premiere. And, like, these premieres are always weird. Where they, the movies get, like, ten-minute ovations and all this big, like, you know, glamorous uh, how-to-do. Harry Styles is, is walks up to go take his seat next to Chris Pine and appears to spit, purposefully spit on Chris Pine. Where Chris Pine, like, stops clapping... And, like, is analyzing what's happening and, like, kind of oh smart. Have you seen the clip of it? No. It's hysterical. Because also Chris Pine is, like, long Dungeons and Dragons hair right now. Oh, my god! So, like, he kind of smirks. It's pretty much been debunked that it was just either an inside joke or an accident. That he didn't purposely spit on him. But it's like, what is going on? It's amazing. Uh, so, you would think that that would happen to Bo Burnham. <laughs> Not... Olivia Wilde, because Bo Burnham has very much a reputation, a reputation or a stigma, just for being, you know. I mean, he came up in the YouTube era where I've been part of so many, not part of, I've had to sit through so many conversations and arguments and dissertations between friends who are in comedy about if Bo Burnham is good or not. I stayed away from it. I didn't really listen to or watch any of his stuff. I knew he was like kind of the funny song guy. Um, but I, for the most part, if I had to take a side, I would have leaned on to, this guy's probably a hack, right? So the cut to the past couple years, and he does this. It's critically acclaimed. It was Promising, Promising a Woman. Promising a Woman. He's a great part of that. There. And then I hear the reviews for Inside, and I watch Inside, and I think it's one of the greatest comedy specials or, or, or movies I've ever seen. He is the predominant... Uh, stand-up director as well. He has a full-blown knack for directing, as this movie shows, because I thought this was fantastic. I mean, and he's and he's very clever in a lot of the material. And he's also trying... That Jillian knows his song. And he's... 
She loves white women's Instagram. She loves white women's Instagram. She, uh, he is not unscathed throughout the past, like, 10 to 15 years of being an online, you know, celebrity or, you know, whatnot. Sure. I mean, it's pretty much just things like, you know, typical songs or jokes that you couldn't make nowadays, but nothing necessarily. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think he's been one of the best ones in terms of making light of it while atoning for it at the same go-around. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's become this really exciting, potentially new uh, Pantheon filmmaker. Um, so I wanted to watch that this movie for that reason, but also watch it because I am currently working on a female-driven high school screenplay. And the same reason we watched Euphoria, I wanted to make sure I was good in what I was working on for not duplicating, replicating, stepping on any toes, seeming like I'm being Shia LaBeouf, and and uh, plagiarizing anything. And I'm good, because it's a totally different tone and the one I'm looking for. Uh, what did you think of the movie? I, I had a hard time with it. A hard time with it in terms of enjoying it or hard times of getting through it for... Uh, for The content. Yeah, like uh, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> or, no, uh, not Stockholm no, Syndrome. No, uh, Vietnam Flashbacks, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more so. So I, I wanted to specifically ask you, because a lot of people have talked about the realism in the movie. Absolutely. Even, so my, my follow-up to that, and I figured as much, my follow-up to that would be even with your experience being so different because of the difference in technology and the world. Like, yeah, you figure yeah. you, were, you were in eighth grade in 2000 and, 2000 and 2001, right? Sure. So this is, you know, social media 2017, 2018 time. Sure. It's, it's still, it's matter. still, uh, that's why I was, I was so, so yeah, social media didn't really come up until I was like, a junior or senior in high school. Mm-hmm. It's kind of when like Facebook got real big and stuff like that. Like when Facebook, you still have to have like a college email address to sign up for Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, so, so social media wasn't a big part of my life growing up. Te- technology was well, in terms yeah. of like computers and stuff like that. Um, but it was almost a luxury back then. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, like we had cell phones because we. An emergency. Emergency. A walk yeah. home from the bus stop or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Um, whereas, like, today, when we went to the curriculum night at Jillian's school, for these elementary school students, they said, we know you send your kids to school with phones. I'm like, what fucking 10-year-old has a fucking cell phone? And then I walk Jillian to school in the mornings, and then there are some little fucking sh- pieces of shits. On their phones, and they're like seven years old. Yep. But so so yeah. So while while the social media aspect was very different, mm-hmm. eighth grade was not. Eighth grade was the worst time. Middle school sucked. Middle school. Eighth sucks. grade. Seventh was my bad one. Eighth grade, most of all. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. The the bullying, the stupidity the longing and desire to just fit in, mm-hmm. not knowing, not being confident enough and not knowing enough to just be like, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we say that now. Oh, no, I'm going to tell Julie that as soon as she starts middle school. is like, whatever happens, fuck it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go beat the shit out of all of the girls that pick well, on her. My, fir- my first note about the movie was Jillian is staying in her room with just her books for the rest of her life. Yeah. Based on are... the makeup selfie. Yeah. And the opening scene alone of just love Kayla, like, you know, trying to fit in and painstakingly doing this nothing meaningless like, YouTube video. Just trying someone pay attention to me. Someone listen to me. Yeah. Someone know what I'm going through. That's and somebody what, like, that's, that's the desire. That's like what, what. Sure. These young girls crave. That's what I craved. I I've wanted it, to fit in. It's I, not even girl. I mean, bo- I mean, it's basically just yes, it, like that age group. That age group. I've made the joke with several people before. It's like I'm so glad I didn't grow up with the stuff that they have now because I would be doing these things, and I Absolutely. think it would be more of a detriment to my mental health at the time, to my psyche and sanity. Because 
I mean, we do this podcast now, and I know how many people listen and watch it, and I'm thankful for all of you. Um, but, like, it's not anything... It, 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 we're not going to make money off of it. It's a hobby, it. right? right, like, right? It's a hobby, and it's something that we enjoy doing. But for a lot of people, that it's, like, a necessary escape, or it's something they're trying to achieve something with. It, it's what When it doesn't they, happen, if you don't yeah. have the right connotations around it, it can be a really, really sickening... Well, yeah. Part and now, of your of your mental state. Absolutely can. And that's why a lot of people have weaned off of social media, celebrity-wise, and also older yeah. people, and even in our generation, who who are pretty hooked up on their phones and stuff. But it it's crazy to think, like, now it's, oh, this person didn't like my picture or didn't follow me back, and, like, everything is judged and measured Mm -hmm. even more granularly than it was when I was in eighth grade. It's, it's... Can I say that I think at the very least that's better than what... You disagree? So I, 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 I think it because my experience, and you could probably say the same, share the same, is you were getting a lot of in person, black and white hate or mocking or bullying or words as opposed to I'm not getting followed or I'm not getting likes or comments or I'm not getting or there's a difference when I'm I'm pouring my heart out or doing something people are just in their phones like doing whatever like there's a lot more I think the technology and the world has dumbed and uh and what's the word? I think it's a disconnect between the personal yeah. experience. It's so numbed you, a lot of it. it. It has numbed a lot of it. I, I, I will give you that. I don't think that it lessens. I don't think that it lessens those in-person bullyings or mm-hmm. anything like that. I, I honestly don't think it, it's. I don't know. I, I think it's worse in a way because there's not like. In person or, or not in person. Yeah. It's like it, it can still get to you. Sure. You know, whereas usually it was like, okay, you're at school, whatever, you're getting bullied, people are picking on you, and then you go home or you go somewhere else and you leave it behind. Yeah. You can't really do that. Well, the problem is when you take it home, and this movie I think tackles it really, really well, you bring it with the people who care about you the most and the people that are going to yeah. understand. Oh, and, yeah. And technology, I mean, I... I have thought about it a lot lately of like my middle and high school experience and how, you know, off and on shitty I was to my parents. I mean, I was a good kid, but there were times where like, you're just an asshole though, but there were times where like we would go out to dinner and like, I would like, like bring a book with me and like not engage with my parents when they took me out to dinner. You know what I mean? Or like I would go home and expect like food to be there so I could then go do something else, you know, like what a fucking dick. Who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it is, but that's like when you're that age, like every like that world is not as important you think to everything else going on because everything else going on is what you're like. You know, it's what you're in. It's, it's just what, what you're, you're in. Sure, I understand that. And I think this movie but does that's a great also job why we've that. decided that we're not going to eat dinner and watch TV anymore. We're not going to have our cell phones at the dinner table. Oh, because we're going to set a precedence. Because if Jillian ever dares, oh, she's never get. She's not getting a phone. Like she's going to get a rotary phone for her room. <laughs> if Jillian ever dares, put those headphones. I'll snatch those things out her ears. There I'll, was at least five woo, times in this movie where I'll punch that girl. You, in the you face. were like like tisking and like mm-mm. Mm. like you were watching this movie. Like a I would thought this. You're watching this movie like, like your an mother. overweight African American lady watches a horror movie in theaters. Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Not doing I that. She didn't do that. Um, so also I totally understand and I agree with you about having a hard time with the movie from the aspect of. Like, it hurts me. Like, fuck. This. It, like, it hurts like, because I've it is so there. true. Yeah. I've seen others it's do legit. it. It's legit. It nails all of that. It does. And, and I it think more so for... It nails the embarrassment. It nails yes. the anxiety. It nails the awkwardness. Uh, the, the anxiety really was... was the anxiety's the worst. The worst. And it was so spot on because I go through that now and I'm 35 years old. Oh, sure. You know, like, the, there are the, just those situations and those yeah. triggers. And for someone who 
doesn't know what's going on. It's it's heartbreaking to watch. So beyond that, were you able to like and appreciate the movie as a movie? Overall, yeah. Okay. Overall, yeah. There are some some things that I'm like, what the fuck is this doing in this movie? I thought it was great. Um, You can tell who wrote it and directed it. It very much has his voice, Bo Burnham's voice and style with it. I do wish it... It does feel a little, like, segmented. Like, it does feel like a bunch of bits kind of put together at times. I think it was trying to show, like, just the course of... Oh, sure. Like, like the progression of middle school. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, this week can give you enough background to know, like, this girl is an outcast. Sure. She doesn't have friends. She's crushing on this guy. Fucking the best eyes can... That... So that's the other thing I liked about the movie, to, like, lighten it up a little bit. Was but it's not true. not only did it nail the awkwardness and the yeah. horrific uh-huh. nature but of going to a pool party yeah. or having to interact with people that don't want you there and all that, yeah. it also nailed the uh, quote unquote cor- heartthrob of eighth grade. Just, just like and how the level of stupidity <laughs> and yes. fucking. Amoeba, magoo, whatever you want to call it, nature of of children at this age yes. that they don't know fucking shit about dick, and they think they're hot shit, and they yeah. think it's cool, and it's absolutely bonkers yeah. to work yourself up and be so concerned about what these people think about you. Oh yeah, because they mean nothing in the long run. Just like it did an amazing job at nailing how fucking corny and shitty middle school life is from the faculty, like, rah-rahing, but also, like, messing up every single word they say, the fucking band being oh, the, the worst band. thing you've ever heard and being so off-tune and off-key, to, like, awkward safety drills and there's a fucking school shooter drill which was like jesus christ which was the well, only but, thing but that, that but that's no but that's that's the life that they're now. in but also but, like like the way that it's treated was like it was treated like a fucking joke by the kids and it was treated like like too severe and too serious from the people perpetrating it i was like that's exactly what fucking happens it is there is naturally this cynicism when you are 12 to 14 years old that you want to just say the thing that's going to get a laugh or you just want to be in the thing that interests you and fuck everything else. Yeah. This movie got that to the fucking T and that's what I, I really, really liked about it. On top of the fact that Bo Burnham directed the fuck out of this movie. And, and, and also, like, the kids are so awkward and they yeah. do such a good job of making them so awkward yeah. and it's so authentic. Like... It doesn't feel put on at all. Doesn't it feels, feel put on at all. You, every Absolutely single time, not. I like I know that person. I still know that yeah. person. Oh, I remember them. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I can't speak uh, highly enough. Like I said about how well this movie is put together. A lot of long takes. A lot of amazing pans. Some great zooms. The music is awesome. Uh, did you have a favorite scene? Um. I liked a I liked a couple scenes. I liked um that was really sweet after uh she had that run in with this Trevor guy or whoever that guy was who tried to make her take off her shirt and then she Oh went the home. truth and dare truth So and I can't say the truth I, or dare no, scene no. is my favorite I scene. I don't no no. I don't that like that scene. I was like was so incredibly hard to watch. It was so hard to watch, but I really liked when she came home and she was just upset and you didn't even need words yeah in it between mm-hmm. her and her dad i really thought that was really good and, and really powerful the scene the scene where um she burned the time capsule so so oh, that's a they have a, they have a time capsule they buried in sixth grade that they get back in eighth grade um and one of the crux of hers is the spongebob you think it's a toy but it's a, a flash drive and she watches the video she made for herself in sixth grade that I picked up on it was like more confident and self-assured than the one she was doing previous. Like every time she's doing these YouTube videos that are getting zero, one, two views, um, they're just littered with 
um, you know, like this, and like she's building up to a point, and then she basically says nothing, and it's the exact antithesis of how she acts in real life. But the sixth grade version of her was this happy-go-lucky, self-assured, the world's monster. So I, I thought that was amazing. So that yes. leads into her burning it with her dad, and the first time she actually kind of sits and talks with her dad, and he tells her. Um, he's proud of her. He's proud of her, and, and like everything, and she just lashes onto him, and I was like, well, that's, that better not be me, because she's always going to be like that, and if she's not, I'm going to chain her to the radiator. <laughs> so I love that. I mean, you can't not love the pool scene. Oh, the, yeah, the pool. The pool scene with the music, and just, he's great at picking images and moments that even if you didn't specifically experience them or live them, you can very much live in that world know it so like when he's showing you know these 12 or 13 year old girls like doing these silly dances and they think they're hot shit and this dumbass kid on this raft eating doritos in the fucking pool it's like i remember doritos kids you know what i mean like absolutely it's yeah that's that whole scene was great and then it's just like her having to be in them and giving like a fucking game to this prissy bitch yeah uh, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's happened before. It's like, oh, yeah. be happy you got a gift, you fucking cunt. Yep. But, <laughs> I, and then I also, I liked also the, like, the mentor scene, I guess. Like, when we meet I really like the high school scene. the high school scene. Yeah. Like, I, her coming out of her shell, and it's like, that's the hope. It's like, you yeah. just gotta get through this shitty-ass three years of middle school, and then you'll get to high and then school, you fi- yeah, you which may out- or may not be great, but then you'll at least get to college, which should be pretty good. I also like that there was no real, like, twist to that. Like, she was an earnest, good person. Earnest person. Um, she had a lot of good energy. I thought she was really, really good. I love the the, um, the the food court scene. There's the the one guy, I called him the Sami Zayn MJF looking motherfucker. Yeah. He was, like, very charismatic, and, like, he was very much that, I'm a senior in high school, and I know everything. Yeah, type of it guy. was you. And he's very... It's you. He's very verbose, and he's uh-huh. all over the place. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I dug that guy. And then, of course, of her course dad shows did. up, and I'm like, oh. Like, that was funny, though, because yeah, I'm like, oh, that's going to be mullet, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, things I didn't like, so I understand them being in the movie, but like, I, I don't want to ever, 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 ever see a movie... Uh, that's discussing 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th graders and like blowjobs come up. It's just like, nope, shut up. Nope, 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 no, no, no. But that's the thing. I don't give a fuck. Girls get their period when they're like 10 now. Some of them. Better just not be Jillian. Plug that shit up. Um, that's how it works, right? Sure. Just, I can just shove like a fucking roll of toilet paper up there and we're good for a couple more years. Sure. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just her, like... Her talking about it with fucking best eyes. What was the, what was the kid's name? Is it Taylor or... What? Her her crush. Oh, Aiden. Aiden. Oh, God, even the name is like, yep, that's that's the name. You get blowjobs. And then her, like, finding out what it is and being disgusted by it and then <laughs> having to eat the banana was very funny, but I was like, I... We're am, never going to buy bananas again. I am almost halfway to that point. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, Jillian's, Jillian's probably going to skip a grade, so don't be here even faster. Oh, no, no, I'm taking her back. I'm sending her back to daycare. <laughs> Start kindergarten when you're 12. Jill, I know you're at a fourth grade reading level, but I really think you need to learn what your colors are again. Just take your time. Like, there's no rush at this. There's Jillian no rush. Can spell all of the colors. There's, there's, listen, all right, I think you're finally ready for middle school. Dad, I'm 38. Yeah, I think you're ready. Um, And then... The truth or dare scene was one of the hardest scenes I've like I, I've watched like fucking torture porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but that was on a just another level. But it goes to show how expertly Bo Burnham already is tackling being a filmmaker. Yeah, because of the way that he lit the scene with. Yeah, it was all. Dark. You, you can't even you can't see the see, fucking kid, nope. so you can't tell what his what is his stance? intention. Like what? Like, What's his intention? Is and he, she, and she's still very much you know shadowy. looking down and shadowy, mm-hmm. and you're tight on her, and you can't really 
get a sense of what's going to happen for the next minute or not. It's just I, I've haven't been on my the edge of my seat for a scene like that for any scene for that in quite some time. Um, yeah, I there was not much else beyond that, and like I said, some of the structure. It was, it was an easy watch. This was ninety three minutes. I yeah, think. well, it wasn't difficult by any means. Very uh, except for the content, like the it the movie itself. Uh, Sure. It was quick. Um, um, what was your so not to get too specific? So, what's the? Do you have a favorite memory from middle no, school? No, I really don't want to talk about that. Like any, you don't have any no. good memories of of that entire three years of middle school. Not really. I don't think I do either. Like I have a like. I mean, I won an award. I was gonna so. say I won this like book reading contest. <laughs> in yeah, eighth I won grade. this. I won like the speech and debate award for eighth grade. My eighth grade, so eighth grade for me was the best of the three. That so was the highlight of my eighth. My grade. sixth grade, you figure I moved to Florida from Ohio in like February, so I was only in elementary school for like three or four months, and then when I went for whatever reason, most of the people that I did get to know in elementary school for those few months went to the other middle school. Mm. They went to Hidden Oaks, where all my other friends in high school ended up going. Um, so I had to make all new friends right away. I didn't have many in sixth grade. And I never really, I never hung out with anybody outside of school. Like, I just didn't, you know. Um, yeah, well, because everything closed at 2 o'clock. Well, also, like, we were still new, and I was still, you know, like... I was not the extrovert that I am now. Um, I was a shitty little kid with shorts that went up to my fucking ball sack. <laughs> and, and my mom was scared I was going to, you know, fall in a well. Uh, in Florida. <laughs> yeah, so sixth grade was a great... Seventh grade was the worst, though. Seventh grade was... I, I got bullied constantly. I got, I got beat up. Um, I had, like, no friends. Like, it was just forever. And I don't know what was between 7th and 8th grade, but I came back for 8th grade, it was like, like we said before, like, fuck you guys, you know? Like, if I just don't wear it, like, yeah, I'm mullet, you know? Who, you know, who gives a shit? And I, you know, had my shorts a little longer, and I had, I didn't have fucking Walmart shoes, and, you know, and I started making friends and seeing them outside of school, and that, you know, led into ninth grade, and I was okay from there. But in terms of everything else, No. And then like having having a look like the crush on somebody and like being friends with them and just like nothing's gonna happen. I'm twelve. I don't know how my dick works. <laughs> I don't even have jizz yet. Well, no, you did. I'm sure. Uh, like it's there. It was. I mean, it was, I don't know specifically when. I'm talking about like from one crush to like, you know what I mean. Is the no, one time when you just ex- explain it. The one time. No, you, no, you don't need to explain it. I was just fucking with you. I'm gonna finish now. No, no, literally. Oh, I bet. <laughs> that one time when you jerk off, you're like, "Oh shit, what is this?" Is that really what happens? Like, you don't know. I didn't know idea, and I was like, "Oh no." Wasn't your mom the nurse at your school? No, should, I wasn't doing it at school. You, I was in my bedroom. Shouldn't you have had? I was like, like it was a wrestling magazine, day. and I was like, "Oh no, I can never read this magazine again." I was just mad. I was the writer in me. I couldn't read the the article anymore. That's all it was. Because I didn't have to, like. Playboys or dirty magazines. Why not? I said wrestling magazines where you would just hope there was like a, a pictorial in there, and you know you just <laughs> of of a woman. <laughs> no, of Billy Gunn. <laughs> hey, Billy Gunn's a good looking man. Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get an MVP and LVP. Yeah, uh, I think MVP is pretty easy. I, I mean, it. She does an amazing yeah, job. Yeah, it's Elsie uh, Fisher. She does a great job. She's so emotional. She's so authentic. She's such a fucking bitch. She just goes off the rails. So ev- so everybody that age is a bitch. Like sure. You can't... Sure. Jillian never does that to me. I'm going to slap her in the face. I don't care. Call the cops. I'll slap her in the face. She has like two or three moments where she... So the truth or dare scene is one, and then the graduation scene where you think she's going to follow the boy, and then she stops and just kind of, like, bitches out the two people that have been mean to her throughout the movie. But, like, she never makes eye contact still, and she's just stream of consciousness rattling it off. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even end on a high point. She just kind of, like, makes her point, goes to something else, then walks away, and then feels, like, accomplished and happy with herself. It's just, like, that is so fucking realistic. So realistic. It's so realistic. And then also, like, uh, there was another scene where 
she just like went off at everything. It was like with the dad just all over and over and over, just punch after punch after punch with like just yelling at him like, oh my God, like it was just. Uh, I think like. That wasn't the first the was dinner it, was scene. Was it the first dinner scene? It was the first dinner scene. So I, I love the like, dad. Oh I was I was worried about him at first because like I, I don't I think I too, but I was like he's just trying so hard and he's doing such a great job of this dad who's trying so. That's hard. that's what won me over was my it, problem with it at first legit. was maybe not since Winston Duke's character and us have I seen a character that was basically just the writer trying to write themselves into the movie. Like, Jordan Peele is Winston Duke and us. You know what I mean? Like, that's just Jordan Peele. I very much saw Bo Burnham in The Dad. Yeah. And, like, a lot of what he was doing. So, at well, first, it, to bring, like, it took me aback because it's like, like, yes, parents of that age for those kids are always, like, trying to be like, you know, hey. I can't wait. I'm going to record every second of your life when Jillian's that I know. age. So, You're going to be exactly like that. It took a little while to get... To get used to him. You seeing yourself doing, in the future. Doing that? Yeah. But by the time like they're burning the the time capsule and he's connecting and emoting a little I bit. Mean, like I, just, I really dug him. I um, just really dug that relationship too because it is so true. Oh absolutely. That you know, it it it's hard to navigate. Not just it's hard to navigate life for these kids and it's Hard to navigate it as the parent too, because oh, sure. I hope I was never like that. I'm I know so sorry I was. to my mom if I was. Yeah, I know I was. I was like that more so when I was like sixteen, but I wasn't like that when I was that young. I don't think. But if Jillian tries to do that, whew, got nothing coming. I I wasn't as I was never like disrespectful or blatantly like senior year of high school. I pushed it a little bit just because I was fucking done. I was like, I'm an adult. I'm ready. But, like, middle and high school, like, I was too much of a fucking pussy-ass bitch to do anything. Yeah. I also, think. my mom did put the fear of God in me. Like, I'll just never see the light of day again. Either by murder or by, like, never leaving my room. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked the kid that played Gabe. Uh, the final scene where they're on their date with the chicken fingers. That's a good scene. I like that so scene. so adorable. That was really cute. And sweet. And again, like it. realistic. It was so realistic. And I was like, is this kid on the spectrum or is he just an awkward eighth grader? He's just, like, oh, he's just an awkward eighth he's grader. He's the most awkward Jewish eighth grader that's ever lived. Hey, Andrew, what's up? So... No, is that, uh, Andrew always had a little bit of game, unfortunately. Hey, Matt Levin, what's up? I'm just gonna keep naming your friends. No, so all the all the Jews I went to school with. I think that's an upcoming Netflix series. All the Jews I went to school with. Uh, yeah, so I, I dug him a lot. But yeah, Elsie yeah, Fisher. Um, it took me forever to realize uh, that she uh, had a reoccurring role in this past season of Barry. Really? <laughs> She's yeah. She is the um, the actress in Sally's show. That's that's like kind of. Covered up and a little tomboyish and wary of Barry. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That was, I know that was who Elsie you're Fisher. talking about. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So, um, she's also the voice of Agnes in the Despicable Me movies. <laughs> Which is funny because... He's so fluffy! Right, like, she's totally different. So, I'm Completely. very excited for her future because I think it's a bright one. I, yeah, she's great. LVP. Who are we thinking for LVP? I will say there's not many. So even even this like most of the despicable people in this movie, I think like that Trevor kid did a really good job at being that high school yeah taking advantage. Like so, I can't give an LVP based purely off of it's, it's the guy traits. who played Aiden. So stupid face. So I was thinking that he's got a stupid but like, face. That, like, if there's any character in this movie that is face. just like, I knew ten of those fucking guys in middle and high school. I still know. Like he nailed that. My nominee probably is still we- like veering a little close to that line would have been the girl that played Kennedy mm. just because I wanted more like the more snarkiness the, the bully more... like she barely said anything or was trusted to do anything besides make some faces and even still the faces and her body language and her tone was just more so 
bored than, than bullying a bitch me. and bullying and a bitch. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I see that. Like it didn't like it didn't hit as hard had she gone harder on it. I would agree with that. So th- that was going to be mine. I would agree with that. I, I I can't give you age just because, like he nailed every like he, that's basically uh, what's the Pete Davidson character? Okay. Todd. It wasn't Todd. Was it Todd? Was it Trad? <laughs> Actually, was it something like that? <laughs> I think it's Todd. No, it's not Todd. It's um. Hold on, I'll find it. Uh, Comedy. No, no, no. Where's Chad? Chad, there it is. Um. So yeah. Um. I would give it to Kennedy. Are you good with that? Yeah. Catherine Ola Olivier is our LVP for eighth grade. Um. Yeah, I mean. I, you still haven't watched Inside, right? We need to watch Inside. No, I haven't. Yeah. I mean, you've heard all the songs. I've heard the but songs. The, getting the visual behind so many of them will significantly help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't believe I've lived in a world where Bo Burnham is one of the most exciting faces in, in entertainment for me. That's amazing. Things come full circle. Life changes. I, God, I was sitting at my dining room table in college for like 30, 45 minutes watching a person who I really respect and think is a comedy genius debate with somebody who I think is a total fucking idiot. <laughs> Bo Burnham. And unfortunately, the total fucking idiot ended up being correct. <laughs> well, hey. It makes me very angry, but here we are. Here we are. This is the society we live in. This is, this is the world after Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> uh, all right, well, let's... Let's wrap this some bitch up. I yeah. think uh, it's score time. What are you gonna give? I nominated. So you score I mean, it first. was it was a good movie. It was very watchable, um, very real, well directed, well done, uh, good acting overall. I'm gonna give it an eight. eight. I liked it. Okay. I really really liked it. Um, from a film aspect, I think it's one of the better debuts I've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, he already He is, understands. He um, understands. I already think he's mastering yeah. some of the ways you can use the camera and you can use lights and you can use sound and you can to, use... To, to set a scene to... To create, amplify everything you're trying to get across. Mixed yep. with his unique comedic voice and being able to tackle things very, very seriously and still get that reaction mm-hmm. while I agree. making me bust out laughing on a music cue as a as this dumbass mouth-breathing kid comes out of a pool with a close shot of his eyes. Like, that's pretty good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh, wow. give it a nine. Oh, wow. I really, really dug it. So an eight and a half for eighth grade is uh, kind of appropriate. Yeah, I think so. Um... So we already laid the groundwork for the next five weeks of podcasts. We got Get Him to the Greek. We got Casper. We got all four of the Addams Family movies, both live action and animated, which leaves us with my nominated movie for Halloween. Uh, you so graciously allowed me to take over for you, and you will probably never do again because I am taking the opportunity to make sure for Halloween we're actually watching some, some horror movies. I'm going to fucking kill you. Uh, going to kill you. But I'm not going to go like slasher, you know, like Good. those kind of scary movies. I'm going to go with something that's probably worse for you. We're going to go with some body horror. And oh, no. there's a, a master of body horror no. from the 80s. His name is David Cronenberg. And he's no. very well known for, <laughs> for his work. So I'm no, nominating I take it back. two of his movies that I have criterion collections for. I'm nominating. Too late. I'm nominating. Your nomination choices I'm nominate are Hop and Hop too. <laughs> doesn't exist. I'm nominating Videodrome and Scanners. Gross. Both are uh, seminal '80s horror movies of a different kind. So Videodrome or Gross. Scanners. Neither. You have to pick one. Option three. Do you want uh, some? Do you want some information about? I don't need one? you to tell me any information. 
Tell me some information. <laughs> Videodrome stars James Woods. Okay. Uh, uh, Scanners is famous for a guy's head exploding. Ah. Why, why are those an equal comparison of the context of the movie? <laughs> well, to be perfectly honest, I don't know much about Videodrome except its cult status. I do know it's about, um, I think, somebody that runs a TV network, and it's like kind of a commentary on, you know, what TV and entertainment... Oh, let's do that. Then we, can play, then we can play some networks. So we're going to do video drum? Yeah, let's do video drum. Video drum. Video drum it is. Um, that'll oh, be... Oh, good. It's, they, they specialize in adult entertainment. It's going to be a great podcast. <laughs> I believe it's short, too, so that'll help. Uh, one, two, that'll be in three weeks' time. Video drum, which I've never seen before. I'm excited. I've seen scan- most of Scanners. I use the, sc- the gif of Scanners all the time. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. I am so close to getting to Married with Podswoggle. I, I just finished editing most of the uh, new episodes of The Blank Slate, which you also should be subscribing to. Because Samantha's going to be on the next three episodes of that doing oh, um, yeah? our drafts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Snack Isle draft episode is live. The Key West wedding draft is coming up after that. And then I'm almost done editing the chicken draft. Can you give me some snacks? Speaking of snacks. Uh, when I'm done doing oh. the plugs and doing this You're podcast. You're in the middle of something? Yeah, I'm kind of busy. Ah. Um, Facebook.com slash Married of the Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married of Movies at gmail.com. Let's think of the show. I already talked about the blank slate. Uh, for me, you can follow. Oh, also, Podswoggle. We had an episode this week. Our 2022 uh, annual draft is is live. Um, at your host, Mall 30 on Instagram for you. At Jam with your Sam. Arcadeaudio.net slash Podwoggle for my Retro Wrestling Diary, where this week I finally was able to post WrestleMania 13. Next week will be uh, Spring Stampede 1997, ending this uh, little period of mine. Wait, how long have you been in 1997 for? I told you I'm going to be in 1997 for the rest of the year, even longer now because I've missed a couple weeks. So, oh, boy. Don't lean that far back. Better set the fuck up. We're going to get back in the GM mode I right here. I'm going to have a nap before you're we do it. You're not taking a fucking nap because you're not going to wake the fuck up. Yeah, I always wake up. To go back to sleep upstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No wonder you were bullied in eighth grade. Excuse me, that's rude. That's rude. And not true. I didn't have a sleeping disorder when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> I had a lot of other disorders. I was gonna say, I <laughs> For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing off for this week's episode of Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on the clap. The clouch. <laughs> Slash the mooflies. The couch. Honey, go over there and bring me the clouch. Oh and grab the mooflies. Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.